Welcome to the House of Power podcast with me, Lance Kinnaird. On today's episode, I interview Rochelle Trude. Rochelle's transgender, and we met earlier in the year when she came in to start her weight loss journey. Now, she's been a huge inspiration to me as one of her trainers, but also many other people in our eight-week fitness group. And she's also had the best results out of anybody in that group. When she came to us, she was 111 kilos overweight, and we've helped her drop 26 kilos in about a six-month time frame. Now, the interesting thing about Rochelle is that she has been hugely motivated and she got really big results in a very short period of time. She was very dedicated to her training, her diet was on track, training hard every day, her recovery strategies were excellent, and she just got results so quickly. And that's what I wanted to talk to her about. So in our conversation today, we discuss her journey from becoming Richard, who was a former athlete, married with kids, who then at the age of 50 decided to fully transition into becoming a woman. We also talk about how she actually became overweight, and this was through celebrating her new life as Rochelle. And then finally, we talk about the psychology and the process of how she lost the 26 kilos of weight and got her health and fitness back on track. So as an outcome to today, what I want you to get is what Rochelle's actually done. And if you think about it, and you'll hear this through the conversation, she's gone through 54 years of soul searching. And at the end of that, she's identified who she really is. She's being very, very true to herself. Now, I believe because she knows who she is and she's acting authentically, the goals that she sets for herself and the motivation that she has to achieve those goals, they come from within. They're very internally driven. She doesn't actually need a trainer to get out of bed every morning to go to training. And she doesn't need a trainer to crack the whip in order to make sure she's on track with a diet. She's very much doing that internally inspired and that's the cool thing so i think listening to her whole journey and seeing the challenges she's overcome in order to become where she is today and the success that she's had because of that is a really valuable lesson that i think many of us can benefit from listening to so without any further hesitation here's my interview with rochelle trude Let's talk a little bit about your journey over the last 12 months. And when we met, it was about February, I think, of this year. Yes. You had just become a member of the gym and you were wanting to get yourself back in shape. But it was interesting to hear about where you'd come from and your journey being a man previously in your former life and then transitioning into being a woman and now overindulging in the, uh, in the I guess, the celebration of that and then needing to get your fitness back on track. So just for the listeners, give us a bit of a, a brief background on where you've come from over the last four years. Well, I transitioned not long after my 50th birthday and um, just thought that in the past I'd struggled with my uh, gender identity. I've always felt that um, I was a girl, even from a young age, as young as five, I've always felt that I should have been a girl and I've always been trapped in this this wrong body. And um, yeah, obviously grew up living a life as a boy and then becoming a man, getting married and having children and you know doing all the things that a man is supposed to do in a man's world. 
while all the time really hating it and not loving my life and not loving who I was as a person. So I struggled with um, my gender identity. I, you know, struggled with the, the thought of suicide. I had attempted suicide before and, you know, I was contemplating again um, at the age of 50. But on the night of my birthday, my daughter told me she was pregnant, which gave me a whole new purpose to my life. I wanted to be there for my grandchildren, so I made the decision the only way I can do that is to live my life as Rochelle, as the girl I always wanted to be. So I ended up sitting down with my children and, you know, cutting a long story short, they were just thrilled to bits and very supportive of that decision. They'd known for many years about um, my gender identity and dressing up at home. Uh, they caught me out a number of times, so it wasn't a big shock to them, but they were so relieved to finally see me happy. So in 2013, I um, decided to start living my life as a woman, and in 2014, um, made the step to actually transition in the workplace. Uh, I was a deputy principal of a primary school, at that point in time, so I had to weigh up the challenges involved in that, the community, uh, the children, colleagues. The parents. Uh, parents. <laughs> um, and the fact that, you know, this had not been done before in the education department. So I am the first teacher to transition in the Department of Western Australia. So. Uh, we had to write policy, but we did it. I did it in a fair and, you know, um, I took my time and I involved the community. So I communicated to the community what was happening and when and how it was going to happen. So by doing that, I had full community support through parents and the students um, and most of my colleagues. So all my fears just disappeared. I didn't have any. I had lots of love and support. And I really embraced it and started living um, living my life to the max, um, really enjoying it as a woman. Um, in the past, as a man, I was always active. Um, I umpired, you know, AFL football at an amateur level for 23 years. How many, so tell us a bit about that because were you training full time basically to be able to do that? Because I know you were doing a couple of games on a weekend and yeah, sometimes trained, two back to back. I would train a couple of nights a week and then I'd you know umpire on Saturday and Sunday. Um, I have a home gym as well, so it was always you know trying to mix it with a man's world. You know, I always felt all my life that I've had to prove myself. So I'd be working out in the gym, building up, you know, arms and having guns and, you know, big muscles and looking fit and strong, strong legs. Um, quite the opposite now. But, um, yeah, I was fit and active. I'd run, you know, anywhere up to 20 kilometres in, in a game of football, two games of football on a Saturday and then do it again on Sunday. Um, but then, you know, I would slack off during the summertime and I'd 
you know, I didn't do any sport during summer, so I, I'd um, indulge in drinking and eating, and I guess the sport kept me. Um, the sport really helped with my depression. I found that through the exercise, um, I, I didn't get depressed as much as only when I wasn't doing any sport, I got depressed, um, mainly because of the gender dysphoria. So my weight was up and down all the time. It was, you know, it, it would go up during summer and come down during winter when I was umpiring. But I was generally quite heavy. I, I, I used to, you know, lift lots of heavy weight and bulk up. Um, and then, obviously, when I transitioned, I stopped doing that. I stopped doing everything, actually, when I transitioned. I wasn't cycling and I certainly wasn't umpiring. So I had, yeah, I had that three years of, three and a half years of doing very little exercise. And I know you've mentioned when you transitioned, it was almost like a celebration during that time period. So with that came the indulgence of the parties and the, you know, the the foods and whatnot, because you're finally yourself. Is that fair to say? Tell us uh, a little bit about that time period after transitioning yeah, and where your lifestyle took a bit of a turn. That's definitely the case because um, before, as a man, I was so depressed and, you know, I wouldn't go out. I wouldn't socialize I wouldn't go to parties in fact I wouldn't make friends I couldn't make friends I, I, I felt that I didn't really fit in with um, males and you know and when I did fit in I, I just didn't like what I saw and, and the same with females you know it was hard to make friends with women as a man <laughs> there's lots of other complications that arise out of that so when I finally became a woman um, Going out with other women seemed a lot easier and I made a lot more friends. And um, I just loved going out, finally being my true self. And of course, going out meant eating and drinking. And um, the more I grew in confidence as a woman, um, the more friends I made, the more invites I was getting. and. Basically, I was going out quite a lot throughout the week and drinking. I was drinking a lot. Um, wouldn't be uncommon to sit down and drink two bottles of red wine on a Saturday night or a Friday night or both nights. <laughs> I was indulging quite a lot. And so where did you end up weight-wise? Oh, my God. Um... I didn't really notice it, um, but I, I guess it, when I, I walked the Camino de Santiago last year and I dropped a few kilos, but I was always sitting around the 97, 98 mark. And um, I came back from the Camino and celebrating. I've just undergone some surgical procedures. I, I've had gender reassignment surgery and breast augmentation. And I really felt like this true woman now and I just celebrated and celebrated even more to the point um, at the start of this year, went back to work and we had our staff photo and we printed off the photo and I looked at the photo and I just thought, oh my God, that is not me. 
that's not me at all. I, it just looked so big. And I jumped on the scales um, and I actually tipped 111, although I did say I was 110. Um, I was sitting at 111 kilos. Um, and I just thought, oh my God, I really need to do something. So I actually tried to put myself into a routine of exercising and I just found I was struggling. I, I did it for two weeks and I just wasn't getting anywhere with it and I realized I needed help. Um, and I was sitting down with my son and he mentioned Next Generation and I thought, you know what, I really need to do this. I need help to get myself back on track. I've got the willpower and the motivation. I just need the support and encouragement and I guess the accountability, you know, someone who's going to be watching me. So I, um, I made the initial uh, inquiry to Next Gen and of course here I am, you know. I joined Next Gen, I think in March, early March, and that's when I met Lance. <laughs> So what was it like being transgender and coming to a gym? Because to be fair, and I, I've talked to some of the other trainers about this, you're, you're new, new territory for us. And, we, and there's a lot of um, very minor issues that we have to, and considerations we need to keep in mind because because it's different and we've never experienced this before. And, you know, there's the change room issues and then there's the men and women. Like, so there's so many factors. Um, how did it all play out for you? Well, that was... Probably another challenge that I've really had to get over. I contemplated for a while about joining a gym, but it was that fear of being accepted, going out into a public place. And as you said, you know, going into a change room, I'd have to go into the female change rooms where you just don't know how other people will react if they find out that you're transgender and the fact that you used to be a man, even though I look like a woman, um, you know, I have had some negative experiences since transitioning. So you kind of keep that in the back of your mind and I was a bit worried about that at first, but then realised I needed to, to face that. And that was one of the questions I asked when I actually came in for the initial um, meeting was that you know I'm transgender is it okay to use the the change rooms and of course I was told yes and subsequently you know I've met a number of other gym patrons in the change rooms and quite openly you know talk about being transgender and it's been so accepting and so welcoming and you know I haven't had any negative experiences at all in fact they've all been positive um, and people wanted to know more about me and my journey. So in that sense, it's been really, really positive. I mean, Next Gen have been fantastic. The trainers have been really good. I've really enjoyed working with everybody. Um, and I, yeah, I guess it's new for everybody, you know? It's like, I, I, I feel like a woman, but you know, sometimes I think I've got the strength of a man and I really push myself. <laughs> I, I really challenge myself. You I've certainly still have the athleticism of a very physically active man, that's for sure. Just, the things I've seen you do with some of the kettlebells are impressive. <laughs> yeah, and I like to run as well. Yep. So 
Um, but you know, it's not it's not about being a man or a woman. It's about pushing yourself. Um, you know, breaking down the barriers that you put up. You know, I've put up barriers all my life, um, and I've certainly had to you know, really fight hard and prove myself as a man. I don't think I have to do that anymore. Um, I was always competitive as a man, but strangely enough, being competitive as a woman, uh, yeah, really irritates me. I, I, I even hate it when people say, oh, Rochelle's so competitive, because I don't intend to be competitive, but if I can encourage others to compete with me and to push themselves, then I think that's a good thing as well. I think what you've got, and I've observed this from a distance, you've got athlete mindset, and I can relate to this. So you you know how to train yourself. You know the mindset you need to go in to get yourself motivated, and you know the um, steps for success in order to just get out there, get training. Like you've been through the process as such, um, and that's something you would have picked up just growing up, you know, being an athlete. And so it's, it's fun to watch that, and it's fun to watch you bring that into the gym. Um, but many people who never had an athletic Past, look at that, and they maybe get intimidated, or they t- like branded as competitiveness, but it isn't. It's just you competing against yourself. Is yeah. That say? yeah, yeah, and I've said that to lots of people. Um, don't compete with me. Compete against yourself. I always try hard to, you know, push push myself and and achieve things I haven't been able to achieve. Yeah, you know, I give you a clear example of that. You know, I I broke my back in 1992. So I've had to overcome, you know, a huge major obstacle in my life. You know, all of a sudden, um, I found myself incapacitated. I, I couldn't even walk. I couldn't dress myself, but I got over that. So in order to um, really push myself this time round, I, I set the goal to do a sit-up. And I've never done a sit-up since 1992. So my challenge to myself was to do that sit-up. And look, it took me 34 weeks of training and I managed to do a sit-up. That's amazing. So even though some people see me as competitive um, and I go hard, there's some things I just can't do where people can do other things. So what you can do is build on what you've already done. And challenge yourself in that regard. Don't compete. We compete with everybody in just about everything in life. You know, I see it every day. I drive to work and I got people who compete with me on the freeway. They just want to be one car in front of me. I say, well, just be one car in front. You know, it's about you getting to where you want to be. And, yeah, I guess for me, being true to myself, which is something I've never done all my life, so if I'm being true and honest with myself and I'm not pushing myself hard when I come to the gym, then I kind of think, why am I coming here? So I go hard. My motto, go hard or go home. Um, if that's intimidating for others, then so be it. But from what I've heard um, and from what people have told me, I've inspired them to go hard. Yeah, I, I certainly think more people see it as inspiration than intimidation yeah for sure absolutely tell us about um the actual transformation that you've had in terms of your health fitness so where so you started 111 yeah did you drop a bit of weight before signing up here yes one kilo okay so So i actually signed up 
Um, when I joined the gym, I signed up uh, weighing 110 kilos. And then I worked out in the gym for a week and a half. I was coming every day and I lost about another kilo and a half during that time before I started with Trim and Transform. And you know, I saw the Trim and Transform program and I, oh, straight away my eyes lit up and I said, yes, this is what I need. I need this. I need the encouragement. I need the classes. I need the accountability. Um, not only that, but the education as well to go along with it. You know, um, learning about what to eat, how to eat it, when to eat. Um, the foods, you know, learning about the diet, the 40-30-30, um, really got me on track. And I think I lost about 11 kilo in the first eight weeks and then another, I don't know, nine kilo or something in the second round. So... And so what, what was the lightest you got to? Because um, you were about 26 kilos down yeah, at one point? Yeah, I, I got to 84. Shit. Got down to 84 kilo. Um, I've put a little bit back on now. I think I've built up some muscle. I've, I've certainly got muscles. Um, I'm more well-defined in my arms and my legs and shoulders. That, that's been one of the challenges. So when I say challenges for, for myself and Cindy, is ha- like how do we train you in a way that will help sculpt your body to be feminine and minimize you know just the natural male appearance of like broad shoulders big arms that kind of thing so it's actually been difficult and some of the methods and approaches we've had to take to do that like staying away from traditional you know three sets of 10 heavy weights and just doing things occasionally lightweight high rep or very low weight or like body weight like we were doing low repetition as well just focusing on tension and body weight control and that kind of thing so it's been that's what i mean new territory for us as trainers as well because we're not we're not sure how you're going to respond and even though like the estrogen uh, is, is certainly there it's, it's still um uh, maybe it's just just physiology of, of a man just having broader shoulders more predominantly you know yeah i've always been a bit wary of that i mean I've, there's no way in the world am i going to change my frame um you know, that was developed through puberty. But certainly through the exercises I've been doing, um, have re-sculpted my body. I mean, my arms, believe it or not, even though I feel that they are more muscular, they're actually smaller in size. So I've I've made my arms and my legs smaller, not to mention my waistline. My waistlines, I have a waistline. Um, but just I, just, I guess using the lighter weights, I mean, in my past, I've always gone heavy. You know, if I could lift 100 kilo, then the next time I'd try and lift 102. Um, and keep putting more weight on the bar um, to try and bulk up but now I'm quite happy doing a lot of aerobic stuff I do a lot of running and cycling Mm. Um, but using the weights just to tone up and get some muscle definition one of the goals you had when you first came in was to get back to running and I remember that was an issue we had to work through was your your calf muscle issue so we, we did a lot of stuff through stretching and myofascial release and foam rolling just to help make you more functional again so 
there was a point, this is maybe going back two or three months ago, where you were running a lot and walking a lot. So um, tell us a bit about that physical resilience you got from this program as well. So you started getting a cramp after like one kilometre runs. Yeah. And look, then you got to a certain point where you're much more resilient. Is that right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, this is one of the reasons why I struggled with my training on my own because I'd put on weight and I knew I could run. I'd, I'd start running and I'd tire at about 400 metres. My calves would get really tight uh, and I'd stretch and push through it. But then I was having constant tears in my calves and that would set me back and then I'd feel down and I just wouldn't run. So I did mention that to you that, you know, I want to, you know, work on my calves and you put me through a really good program to the point where um, even though I it's probably about eight weeks, the first solid eight weeks, ten weeks of the exercises and I started running and within no time um, I was running five kilometre lengths and I started originally I started out just running um, you know the first kilometre which I thought was a bonus I hadn't ran a kilometre for a long time and then each time I ran I just went a little bit further and I would do interval running so I'd run you know the first kilometre and then I'd run and walk 250 metres then I'd run the first one and a half kilometres then walk and run you know 300 metres and slowly I built it up where I was you know I was walking um, 500 metres running 500 metres but in the gym um, you're, you're working on your calf muscles and mobility and there's a lot yeah, of yeah in the gym I was doing all that um, mobility stuff all the stretching all the loosening up of the calves and really making sure that um, they were feeling good and even after the run, you know, doing my uh, cool down exercises and stretching to make sure that um, they were supple for the next time I ran. Um, so, yeah, it took, it, well, it didn't take me all that long really. I, I've started doing the park runs and I think after my sixth park run, I was running the whole five kilometres non-stop. That's awesome. Um, and I got that down to about 28 minutes. Do you know what's really interesting with this program? Out of the roughly 50 people who have been through it, a lot of people have had either broken backs or back injuries. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with mums who injure their backs in pregnancy, but a lot of people actually bro- have broken their backs, right? And the one thing I've noticed is those people um, value the, more of the things I've got to say because it's not just about... Um, being ripped or being trim and being in shape and strong and all that stuff. It's about like, physical resilience. Like, can you get up and down off the floor pain-free? Or can you jog and run without muscles tearing? You know what I mean? There's much more to health and fitness than just being in shape. Like, that's really important. But then there's also the other side, which is, like, functional, being able to move and, and do that for the rest of your life, you know? And I felt like you, you got that when I was trying to explain it to you. But there's a few other people who I, I struggle to get that message across them. I'm like... You know, you can you can smash yourself in the gym, but if if you're not training in a way that's sustainable, you're not going to be functional in old older age. Yeah, that's so true because uh, you know I'm not getting any younger, and I've got grandchildren that I want to be able to you know run with and you know, keep up with. That's I guess the most important thing, and 
getting down on the floor with them, you know, is just as important. So being able to get up and that, it was really good. And those exercises that I was doing with the kettlebells um, certainly helped that. I feel so much better, even though now my back has, I've had a few issues in the last, you know, six weeks with my back. Um, I'm coping with that. I'm, I'm not incapacitated as much as I used to be when my back would flare up. So I see, I see this as not just a time to get fit and lose weight, but this is a time for me to change my whole lifestyle and to keep working out and keep being active so that I can be fit and active as much as I can be right into my 70s and even 80s. I mean, my goal is to live to be 100. You know, I want to be able to say I lived... 50 years as a man and 50 years as a woman. As a, not too That's many, cool. Yeah. Not too many people can get to say they've done that. So, yeah. That's awesome. And I think if you, you want quality years, you know what I mean? You want to be yeah. able-bodied. I think it's important. I've always said, you know, uh, quality of life far outdoes the quantity of life. Um, I would certainly love to have both by all means. And I think by coming to the gym and you know, being able to sustain a program is the key. Um, you know, I, I backed off a little bit under, you know, advice of my trainers because I do go hard and I do push myself. Um, but I'm starting to rethink that now and really get get back into it and have positive gains. If there was someone in your position, let's, you know, rewind 12 months. So someone in your position who's sitting on the fence... They may possibly be transgender. They want to get fit, but they've got all these, you know, inner hang-ups and they're unsure and uncertain. What advice would you give to that person? Oh, look, seek help. By all means, go out there and seek help. You know, there's lots of support out there, whether you're unfit, unhealthy or transgender. It doesn't matter. You know, there's so much help out there now. And there's so many people who are so supportive. I honestly thought I could do it by myself. I've done it all by myself all my life. But it just got to the point where I wasn't getting the results. Um, But as soon as I put my hand up for some help, seek some assistance, it became easy. It's so much easier when you're got a team of other people helping you and it's not just the trainers it's the other people that you meet as well the network of friends that you become so familiar with and they become so supportive and encouraging it's just it's just fantastic um and it doesn't matter even if you have a you know a bad week and you put on a little bit of weight people are there and they they keep saying, it's okay, this next week. Uh, um, and you look fantastic. You're doing really well. And it's not about the scales. So it's very, very supportive. Um, and you get results. You, you, you're not alone. You're not doing it by yourself, which is fantastic. I'm sure as a teacher you've had those moments where you've had a kid in your class who's been really invested in what they're learning. And they're almost like a, a star pupil. And it kind of makes teaching very worthwhile for you. 
and that's something that myself and Cindy have found having you and Ad from a transform class. It's been it's been really cool because you've been so invested and and gone all in, you know. And even at times we have to tell you to reel it back. Um, you know, it, it's awesome, and we're going to help you integrate fitness back into your lifestyle in a way that's maybe a little bit more sustainable. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, that's true. I, I can understand. How far that. were you cycling at one point? Um, I got up to 100 kilometers in four hours. Yeah. <laughs> on top of a class. On top of yeah. a class, on top of doing, you know, a 5K run. Um, and, yeah, I was coming to the class, to the gym six days a week. Um, the only day I wasn't coming was I was out riding my bike doing 100-kilometer bike rides. So, um, But, yeah, it is, I understand that, you know, when as a teacher, you know, kids get it. Kids are so excited and motivated and it's really good. Um, so I, I, I get that. But for me, it's, you know, I'm really happy with myself. Um, I love who I am and I, want, I really want to improve who I am as a person um, physically and with my health. Um, I've come to terms in my head that I am a lovely person and, you know, I like who I see now in the mirror. So I'm always happy and always having a bit of a laugh and a joke. Um, but there's a serious side to me and that's, you know, to look after myself, look after my health, um, challenge myself, uh, try and challenge others, but more importantly, help others to get to where they want to be. And that's where I'm at now, and I'm still working towards developing myself as a, as a woman. Um, I only consider myself four years old in the role yeah. as a woman, so I've got a lot more to go, a lot more to learn but I do it with lots of fun and now I can embrace it um, and I love shopping. That's another good thing about losing all the weight. You can actually go and get dresses that will actually fit and um, really complement my body where you know I can actually get into a, um, a dress and the, the, the shape of the dress actually um, fits my curves rather than my curves pushing out the shape of the dress. So it's good. That's that's the thing. The transformation, yeah, it's physical, but there's a big mental component to it. There's a, a self confidence that goes with it, and that's what I love watching happen in people. Is that oh, the mental side of things is huge. You know, once you start seeing the results, that's what motivates you and drives you. And, and it's been really good because I've had a few other friends come and join um, the Trim and Transform program because they've seen me and seen the results that I've got. And they do have had success. So, Gene and Ricky, yeah, way to go. Yeah. Uh, it's good. All right, let's wrap it up. Again, thanks for being an inspiration, everyone here at the club and to the trainers. It's, it's been really Really fun working with you. I've really enjoyed it. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I, you know, I look forward to coming to the gym and going on to the next stage of my program. So, thank you, Lance, and thank you, everybody from the Next Generation. Awesome. Thanks for the chat.